okay. All right. What's going on, Joe? What's up, John? How are you? I'm doing good, man. You know, we're uh, we're having some shit weather here today, but you know, it looks like down near you, it's damn near 80 degrees. So yeah, yeah, our weather has not been the best either. Yeah, I saw. I I actually looked up just before we started talking. I was like, "What's the weather like in Florida?" Oh, look, it's raining. Uh, let's you see. Know, and what you're in the Panhandle, right? Uh, no, I'm I'm kind of like center of the state, but more north. Okay, um, Gainesville, yeah. I'm I'm between. I'm kind of like above Orlando, but to the west a little bit. In Gainesville, okay, yeah. So, I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah, I think it's funny. Like, <clears throat> I kind of look at the United States as a person. <laughs> I know where this you is know, going. <laughs> and, uh, Maine is the head. Where I'm at is the armpit, California's the butt, and you're in the dick. Exactly. And the keys are just a little bit of yeah. dribble coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they need to get their prostate checked. Exactly, yeah. So California, <laughs> it's coming for you. It's coming right into the Bay Area. So, <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, uh, how long have you been playing, dude? Oh, man. I started in 93. 394 okay so just a little bit longer than me because uh i think we're right about the same age i'm 38 yeah i'm 40 so that makes sense like two years or, or older um yeah i started playing in 98 the only way i can remember is because i started playing like two years before i got my um my jag sting in 95 because i got one of the very first ones that okay came out. well that that makes sense now me uh the way that I remember it is because I uh, I started high school in '97. Okay. And my guitar play my guitar player at the time, he had a guitar to sell, and he only wanted a hundred bucks. It's just a Samick Strat, but uh, I spent like half of the school year not eating lunch and giving him five dollars <laughs> a day until I paid the damn thing off, and then he gave it to me. So that's awesome. It was yeah, spring of spring of '98 when I started playing. So what kind of stuff were you jamming on back then? Oh man, um, mostly like like grunge rock or skate punk, like bands like The Offspring, No Effects, Lagwagon, or like you know Nirvana and that kind of era. Okay, yeah, so pretty much the same stuff. You know, we were, uh, I was doing Nirvana, MXPX, yeah. No Effects. Basically, if uh, it was easy enough that I didn't need a lot of talent to play it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just play fast. <laughs> That's and, a wonderful and thing. And power about chords. It. Yeah, it was it, dude. It took me a while to get out of the power chord thing. You know, it was. Uh, I ended up buying a Beatles book, and I'm oh, like, nice. "What is this? A augmented seventh yeah. or something?" You know, I'm like, "Wait, there's so. more than one C." <laughs> right? Actually, no. Oh my god! I didn't even say it like that. I was like, "There's more than one th uh, three on the second string." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. I joke, See, but you know, I, but I was a, a music major all through high school and college. Really? Yep, and that's why I work in construction. So what uh, what were you majoring in in college specifically? Uh, I wanted to be in sound engineering and production. Um, also that in like uh, music theory. Okay. So did you go to like a uh, like a legit like four-year college or did you hit someplace like Full Sail or uh, Interesting story. ART? I, uh, I, when I finished high school in Miami, because I'm from Miami, born and raised, um, I was a jazz bass player. I played in a bunch of Latin jazz bands and stuff. And I had a full ride scholarship to the University of Miami that I decided not to take because I wanted to go with my friends to what is colloquially called 13th grade or Miami-Dade Community College. Nice. <laughs> so I also got a scholarship there, but I really wish I would have went to UM. <laughs> like It would have been a way better. Uh, yeah, it would have been better better for you in the long run, definitely. Although I did get private lessons with Barry Gibbs because he was, he was my bass instructor. Or Barry Gibb. Oh, really? Yeah. That was fun. Really? That is that is pretty cool. Like, you know, and the, I think the funny thing is, like, if anybody doesn't recognize that name, he's a member of the Bee Gees. Yeah. But um, I think it's funny because I got some Bee Gees records in my collection. Nice. And um, it's early Bee Gees. 
So we were sitting at home one day and the wife starts going through the record collection to find something to listen to. And she's like, oh, we got the Bee Gees. And she tosses it on and it's like folk. And she's like, what is yeah. this? She's, I'm like, this is this is early Bee Gees. Like they weren't always a disco band. Yeah. He doesn't like it when all you play over and over again is do 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 Like I'm like, can we play that again? I'm like, I like that. It's either that or like. The funny part was I didn't realize at the time who he was. Like I'm just like, who's this old dude with this big gray hair and trying to teach me how to play crap I don't want to play? Oh, that's freaking hilarious. Also, Dave yeah, Dave I, Brubeck was our um like the music uh, director like of the sort of the school. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. What? Yeah, you guys had a pretty good uh pretty good selection of dudes. Yeah, dude. Um I don't remember who the music director at UM was, but at FIU, which is the other local school, the music director was Arturo Sandoval, a famous trumpet player. See, I guess it's the uh uh the Florida thing, you know, like yeah. people are like, Oh, I need to go someplace warm. I'm either gonna go to California or Florida. Yeah. And then it depends on how what's my bank account look like. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that yeah. Um, cause I, I think it's funny. Um, I don't know if you listened to the last episode where I was talking with Larry, but one of the members of his band is the music director down at, uh, Purdue. Oh, nice. The Boilermakers. Yeah. I don't know why and I know that. You know, like for something... some reason, like I just know they're Boilermakers. I'm like, oh, that's like a cool fucking name. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Is cursing allowed on here before I go too far? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. That's fine. I mean, I'm assuming since you invited me, like you understood that was a given. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm a uh, very understanding. You know, I just uh, I don't use any third party uh, musical content because that's a whole another issue. Yeah, no, but, I feel you. You know, I mean, you guys did the Across the Universe episode that me and uh, Doug talked about in Masters in in uh, one of the earlier episodes. So I'm still surprised no, that that I, episode is still up. Like I'm surprised it has not got pulled down yet. <laughs> also, um, I am very proud to say that uh, Dana fucks the way I call her name. Um, she uh, she liked the post that Doug posted about that episode. Nice. I'm really hoping she didn't listen and hear me say that. <laughs> if she did, you know, uh, it's cool. Like, <laughs> I I bet it's not the first time, right? <laughs> no, nah, I mean, you don't have a name like that and like not literally get called that all the fucking time. Yeah, just like the dude with the amplifiers. Kids are just brutal. Like, I'm sure you've gotten, like, razor jokes your whole life or something. Like, where's the razor money, bro? Uh, Actually, the, the funny thing was, like, sure, there, there was a little bit of razor stuff. But uh, more it would be like, you know, we're out on the schoolyard and somebody says shit. Oh. Uh, and the, print, the principal's like, what'd you say? And they're like, I was calling John. <laughs> that works. So, yeah. Yeah, that's. That's definitely something that his, you know, oh, holy shit. Yeah, that's pretty good. Whatever. They didn't take the time to bother um, to learn my name where I went to school. It was just white boy. Like, that's everyone called me. What's up, white boy? Because I'm literally the only one. Oh, see, that's funny. Because, I mean, well, you grew up in Miami. I grew up in a Mexican neighborhood in Chicago. Oh, nice. So uh, there, there were only uh, still a handful of white families yeah. there when I started going to school. So, um, between kindergarten and third grade, we went to a bilingual school and like, I'd go down to lunch and I'd hear widow Rojo. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're talking about the red white boy. Yeah. Okay. Gringo like, Rojos. <laughs> uh, yeah. You could always tell, like, like yeah. I could always tell like what country someone came from by the insult. They called me. If it was Americano, that means they were like, you know, from South America. If they call me gringo, they're from Central America. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I learned how to like appreciate different cultures by the way they insulted me. That's funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I, I brought you on today because you are the builder and designer of like my pedals. Uh, is that still a thing? <laughs> no, I'm just, I've like, well, I've actually like in the last year kinda... to just relax from it. I need to get back into it though. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, you know, for, Anybody listening, if you go to uh, Google and just type in like my pedals, the first couple things you're going to see is Joe's Facebook page yeah. and a uh, link to Reverb. And yeah, your last post on like my pedals was 
looks like 2000 yeah. or I start 2000. Yeah. Hey, it's been, uh, it's been 22 years. Yeah. Let me, I mean, no, uh, I did it when I was 20, in high school. 2020. Yeah, no, I, with COVID came in and it then, just, it kind of screwed up the whole thing. I couldn't get parts anymore. I just like was defeated in life in general. So, um, I've been building a little bit here and there now, but mostly just for like friends or like requests. I, I haven't been doing like my runs and stuff anymore, which I need to get back into. Yeah. Cause you know, I, I looked at some and, uh, what was the, uh, the M drive that you had? Um, I don't know the exact name of it. Oh, well, my one that's similar to that, it's a little different on the circuit. Cause I, I added a couple changes to make it. I mean, I feel like it, for me, it pops a little better and it's got like a, a dual gain mode, but I call it the invisible man. And, and it basically okay. is like a two knob transparent drive, but it's got different gain stages to it that are toggleable. Um, cause I know I watched the video of, uh, uh you, and it might, if you want to watch some bad guitar playing, man. watch my old demos. <laughs> it's just me joking around and playing guitar terribly. See, and I haven't been, um, getting out here and doing this is just enough of the embarrassment. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I, I actually, I, I plugged in to my DAW and I was trying to record a, uh, a fat man, little coat demo the other day. And I was like, yeah, this doesn't need to go to the public. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what the real problem um, with that pedal is though, right? Fuck you, Doug. <laughs> is that it's made by Doug? Fuck you, Doug. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that or not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't, but I know exactly what you just did. Okay, well you'll hear it when you edit this you together, know, but it was the it was the fuck you, Doug. <laughs> uh so you know, I love that guy. He he's a he's a really good dude. Yeah, and, dude, Doug's my boy, man. I love Doug. You know, um So another thing about this though, well actually, you know what, let me stick with the pedals before I end up getting sidetracked. Alright. Um the one thing that I really love about your pedals is the freaking artwork. Yeah. Now, did you, do you do the, the artwork for him? Or, um, I know you're good friends with Eric Pabone or does he do it? Uh, there's a little bit of crossing. Eric does some of it. I, some of it, I take like multiple images and then combine them together or I'll take like other images and just tweak them enough that it's not going to, you know, hit me for cease copyright. But the fact of the matter is most of them are custom one-off anyway. So it's not like I'm making runs of them. So if I did get cease and assist, I already stopped making it by the time I got it. So, yeah, I figure it's, um, it's just fun, man. It's like if it's like I'd be like, hey, what do you want on your pedal? And then they'd send me a picture and I'd find a way to like work it into like the layout of the pedal and the artwork and then just make it custom for them. Like, you know, it was, it was a really bad business decision because it takes so much longer and is so much more work than just building pedals that are simple. Right. Yeah. You you figure you you make something, you've got either the basic design or even just. Here's the name. Here's what the knobs do. Screen print done out the door. Yeah, I kind of wish but, I would have done went that route. I would have wished I like mass produced the same circuit over and over again and like the same enclosure over and over again, pre-drilled. Nah, I did it the most difficult way possible. All hand painted. All everything's done by hand. Like, like I drill the enclosures. I sand them. I prep them. I prime them. I paint them. I put the artwork on them. I clear coat them, and then I build the circuits from hand and wire them by hand. It's about as homemade as you can get. Although I did start designing circuit boards recently, so I do have some like nice, nice PCBs in them now. On some of the some of them, you know, and that's that's actually kind of wild because like I seen some of some of the pricing of what things are going for now, and uh, a couple things about pricing of what things were when when uh, you were putting them out, and to put all that work into them, man, yeah. you were really like. I lowballed myself. Freaking lowballing, yeah. Yeah, I didn't set my price points in like, the beginning, and um, then I was like, you know, screw it. The whole reason I decided to build pedals in the first place was because they were too expensive. So I was like, I don't want to be another one of these like too expensive pedal builders. Like, if you want something special, you're gonna fork out six hundred bucks. I don't. I never wanted to do that. Yeah. Like I knew what the parts cost and, go into it, and you know the time and labor is a little bit, but like. 
you know, when you're seeing some of these pedals out there that are like mass marketed ones and it's like 200, $250 and you open it up and there's like nine components and you're like, why is it so expensive? R and D. Yeah. You know, that, or at least that's what the companies will tell you. Oh, we put so much time into R and D. Yeah. It's called how much time do um, I have to like tweak this? So it's not somebody else's exact same circuit. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I'm thinking about some of the stuff that I've got. Um, I say the most ridiculous priced thing that I've ever bought is uh, my Shryman timeline. But I mean, if if you need a delay that's going to do everything in the world, yeah, you got. I'm it. a fan of you I'm know. a fan of those. Uh, I, I personally use the Eventide Time Factor just because I got a good deal on one <laughs> and like it did everything I needed okay. it to do. But I mean, I do I do really like the timeline, and I'm still contemplating whether or not to get a Big Sky. Um, but typically I just, I have an original 1965 deluxe reverb. So I'll use the reverb on that. And if I want a different type of reverb, I just put a Mr. Black Supermoon over it to get more ambient. Okay. Um, so I've got a 72 twin reverb Ooh. that the reverb tank doesn't work. Ah. So, uh, yeah, that one, uh, 59 champ. Nice. No reverb there. Uh, I don't like Marshall's reverb at all, so yeah. I don't even play it on my Marshall. And then the only thing I have a usable reverb on is my uh, Blues Junior. So, you know, for years I was playing the um, TC Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Dude, I like the Hall of Fame. It's a uh, good reverb. But, I mean, if you see right there, yeah, that's and it, right there is the, the original 65 Deluxe. Then behind me okay. is the Custom Shop Paul Reed Smith Custom 20. On this side is, okay. is a Hot Rod Deluxe. And then there's another PRS... Uh, 20 watt amp or 30 watt. It's an SE 30. I picked up off Craigslist for like 150 bucks. Okay. You know, I've been looking, uh, I was looking when I ended up getting my Marshall, I was looking at the Sanzeras and I didn't end up getting one. The custom 20 is one of the best sounding amps I've ever had in my life. Now they do make regular versions of them that aren't custom shop versions that are like around seven or 800 bucks. Um, yeah, I just, Got lucky with mine. The Guitar Center thought it was a regular one and didn't realize it was a custom shop one. And they had it for, for like five fifty when I bought it. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it's always nice when you can fall into something. Yeah, that's how everything you know, um, everything for me seems to happen. I don't ever pay full price for anything, really. It's like it's always like, oh, I found a killer deal. I'm going to get it. Oh, yeah. That's what I tell my wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm recording so, this. Let, let me see. I'm going to turn you around here okay so there's my guitar rack nice. then the blues and the uh champ the 59s up there then uh got my marshall got That's... my uh my twin right over yeah there it's dope it's clean <laughs> um uh it actually it, the the twin is pretty is pretty gnarly but i've got a good long story on that that i'm gonna have to tell you off air because uh, There's some of the, some of the guitars. I don't want to tell the whole world about that amp. Yeah. So. Um, my yeah. My, eventually, my Valentine. Event, eventually, uh, oh sorry, go ahead. No, oh, no, no, you're good. Go ahead, finish. Oh, I was gonna say eventually I'm gonna get to the point of hanging them up like that. Yeah. But. Well, when I built this house, um, I built this room pur purposefully to be kind of soundproofed, and I put dead wood in the wall. So there's like a, a two by twelve that runs across the wall like that. So when I drilled in, like everything is perfectly secure, no matter where I put it. Um, oh, that's nice. But uh, my my Valentine Ball Family Reserve, I let my friend borrow it. He was one to try it out because he's about to buy one. So I don't have that here, but it's the it's the white and gold Family Reserve one, um, the ivory gold one. The like probably the best looking. I won't tell it to too many people, but <laughs> I love it. Um, I got my Music Man Stingray 5 bass. I got that on a sick deal. Someone had it on Reverb for 1100 bucks, and I snatched it instantly because the cheapest one of that exact Pace Blue color, Pace Car Blue, is going for like 2700 right now. Um, that, oh, that's ridiculous. That red guitar that looks like a sewer is actually that stupid GTRS guitar that Amazon keeps spamming me with, and I couldn't resist it anymore. I just bought one to see if it was okay. Uh, I, oh, great. I was surprised how actually decent it was. Like, um, just as a guitar itself, like, the build quality is... It's I, I'd compare it to, like, a high-end made Mexican Fender, like one of the higher model Mexican Fenders. 
Um, but the, the yeah. cool part is like, and just so you know, I'm like a complete against everything digital person, but <laughs> the digital processor in that guitar is insane. Um, like everything it can do just like, I never like would have imagined it was possible. Um, and the coolest feature isn't necessarily the effects or the amp simulation or the drum machine or the looper or the tuner or the chord books or anything else that this guitar has. There's one reason I bought the stupid guitar. It has a pickup configuration mode. So when you flip the toggle switch in the, in the app, the Bluetooth app that goes with it, you can assign different pickup types to each. So like mm-hmm. the neck pickup, I can make it a, a Les Paul pickup. I can make it a Tele pickup. I can make it a Jaguar pickup. I can make it a, a Paizo. I can make it sound like an acoustic. And it actually changes the tone enough to where it sounds like you've switched guitars. And you can assign them each pickup spot differently. So it's not like if I change the Strat, all the pickups are now Strat. Like I can have a JP in the bridge. Yeah. In the second position, I can go to a Strat. In the third position, I can go to an acoustic. In the fourth position, I can make it a Jaguar. In the fifth position, I can make it a Les Paul. So like I have all this like flexibility while I'm playing. You know, that's actually really, really ridiculous. And, and they're like 600 I bucks. Mean, that, <laughs> that whole thing has changed so much since you know, the game started back in the late nineties. Yeah. You know, um, I, I worked at a guitar shop and we were selling, uh, we, we had the Johnson amp. Okay. Which is now like everybody loves for some reason. Yeah. And then I want to say it was like, Oh two, maybe Oh three that Fender put out the cyber, uh, the cyber twin. I remember that. And like, I always loved playing it just because like I can go turn a knob and get almost any sound I wanted, but yeah, it can do everything. You know, just nothing you, really you, great. <laughs> <laughs> right. But then, you know, if you think about like the, the original kidney bean pod compared to like now the helix, yeah. you know, it, it's a completely different story. Well, the electronics in this one are made by Moore. Um, the guitar is made by GTRS, but the electronics are by Moore. And uh, <clears throat> what's really cool is, I can plug it direct into my mo- my monitors and like use the amp cab simulation and everything, and it sounds perfect. Or I can go into the because oh wow, what's cool is it's a Bluetooth app, so like it also has this Bluetooth foot switch which controls everything. You have like you can tap tempo, you can has not ten banks, um, all kinds of cool features in the foot switch also. But um, if I wanted to, I can go into the global settings on the output. And I can change it from mm-hmm. direct out to power amp out and then turn off the amp simulation. So basically at that point I have the guitar with any of the other, the preamp effects I want. Um, and But it goes out to the amp and it sounds great going out to the amp. Um, the yeah. other cool thing is when you're building your, because in the app itself, you can actually, they're little like modules, you can slide. So say you want to put your overdrive before your compressor or your modulation before you can actually slide them around. You can even change. You can put the amp ahead of the overdrive. Like you can change the position of anything in there. Um, and it's cool only because okay, yeah. all of this is built into the guitar itself. You don't have to have anything else except the guitar and your cell phone. Now the, the foot switch makes it easier to, to switch on the fly, but the guitar has a button on it. If you press the button, you can switch between four presets on the guitar itself with nothing else. You can even only have to have the phone on. You just store them in the guitar and then you just tap the button. Okay. And the presets are there. It's so like stupid that, and versatile. Yep, that's that's my that's my baby. That sounds ex- that sounds exactly like what what this thing does uh, as for effects and amp wise. Yeah, I, I don't know if you. Oh, sorry, I was right distracted now. by the beautiful uh, music the man, the beautiful music man on the screen. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, yeah. You, you were talking about it, and I, I looked it up. Yeah, mine's uh, mine's number fifteen <laughs> of ninety. So, um, God, 15 and 90. Yeah, they only made 90 well, of them in that finish. Um, oh, I never finished my guitars. The, the next Jazzmaster there, that's a, a mm-hmm. American Vintage Reissue 65 Thin Skin. Um, it's got the bound neck, the match paint match headstock, the original 65 pickups. It sounds phenomenal. Um, then the rest of the nice. guitars over here are kind of kind of trashy. My Jag single let someone borrow. Um, then I got a Charvette from the either early eighties that was made in America. Cause it's got like a Fort worth, Texas plate and everything on it. Um, okay. My dad brought that to me. He found it in a junkyard and brought it to me and he's like, you want this? And I was like, sure. Why not? Um, and then I have various Ibanez Talmans that I'm refinishing and rebuilding from scratch. Cause I love Ibanez Talmans from the nineties. Um, you know, they, uh, 
As for Ibanez, I'd say that that's probably one of the coolest uh, body shapes that they did post uh, post lawsuit era. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I, I just became obsessed because in the nineties, I mean, it was the cool guitar to have. Like, you know, like the Noodles played one from the Offspring, and like um, Stabbing Westward, the dude had one, and a couple other bands they had them, and I was like, ah, the Talman's so cool. So now, like, I just hunt for them. Like, I look online, and any time I see one that's, like, under 500 bucks, I, I usually grab it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Stabbing Westward did play one. So I've got an interesting story about them. Um, you know, they're, I'm, I'm from Chicago area. I grew up in the city of Chicago, but I live outside Go now. Bears. In Indiana. <clears throat> uh, I'm not a football dude. Uh, no, I was Go just, Cubbies. <laughs> I'm a Dolphins fan anyways. So my <laughs> life has been, you know, miserable forever. Oh, gosh. Yeah, but at least you got Ace Ventura. Yeah. That, that's kind of like, you know, and Dan Marino was in that side. And, and he was also in Bad Boys. I, uh, Dan Marino's, uh, he's the man. But I digress. Back to Chicago. So, uh, yeah, uh, Stabbing Westward was playing in the Wicker Park neighborhood of Chicago. They, they do a street fest where they block off, like, four blocks of Damon Avenue at Milwaukee, right by where uh, the Double Door used to be. And they put up a stage, and they have bands play. And Sponge played before them, and then Stabbing Westward came out and played. That's cool. And being a guitar dork, I was talking to the guitar player in between songs, and I'm like, dude, that's a really cool gear. Hey, Oh, hey, what year is that? What is this? And he's like, dude, hey, come by the side of the stage after the set, and I'll I'll talk to you about it. That's awesome. I'm like, all right. So he ends up taking me and pulling me up on, the, um, on their bus and just sitting there drinking a water being like, Oh yeah. You know, most of this stuff isn't mine. It's Walters. And like, I'm just a hired gun right now. It's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> like this is how you do it. Okay. Um, so yeah, that, that's one of my little rock star stories. Like, uh, we ended up walking off the bus and Chris Hall, the singers looking at us like, who the fuck are you guys? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have my Snapple? <laughs> so um, oh, that's cool. Let's see. We talked about your we talked about your start in music. We we talked about your electronics, but how did you actually get started building? Ah, uh, I opened up a pedal I got and looked at it and just like I can do this. <laughs> I was like, I can. This doesn't seem very hard. <laughs> and then like I started just Google searching how to build pedals. Uh, found a couple like, okay. resources online, and then like I basically like figured out what they were saying. Um, and then the most difficult part was trying to order parts, because if you've ever tried to order parts, even today, after I know exactly what I'm looking for, I still have a hard time ordering parts sometimes, uh, just because they don't make it easy unless you go to one of these like like a Tata or something like a Chinese website. But if you want like real right. genuine parts from America, like like Mouser parts, like from like them or something. The website's incredibly difficult to like navigate, but back to digressing. Cause I have this habit of running on onto other topics. Uh, <laughs> um, it wasn't, I don't know. It just, it just made sense to me when I looked at it. Like I got, um, my mind is good at like taking things that like are puzzles and just figuring them out and like electronics. Okay. I'm also, um, my day job. Well, I do mostly roofing stuff, but I'm a solar contractor. So like I build like utility scale electric solar systems, so, like, there's a lot of, like, similar language with, like, capacitors, resistors, and, you know, diodes, electrolytics, uh, transistors. All that stuff, like, translates from power generation because it's all DC power. Solar's DC power. So, like, a lot of that translates over to the same as pedal building. Okay. That's, <clears throat> that's interesting because, you know, um, I've kind of done the same thing. I've looked inside of pedals and thought maybe i could do this like it seems easy enough and then i went out and bought a book for uh intro to electronics <laughs> or something so so then i'm you know learning the things like ohm's law and stuff like that and then it's just like yeah no too much work for me all right i'm gonna give you a, Don't a cheat sheet it. And it, for anybody who wants to build pedals this is the ultimate easy resource this is where you should start it's called tagboard it's like t-a-g-b-o-a-r-d effects dot blogspot dot com um 
it is an amazing resource. Um, and it gives you like basically strip board layouts. And then if you go to the off board sec tab, it'll show you exactly how to wire foot switches and jacks and everything. This was the best resource okay. I ever had when I first started. And I mean, they have thousands of different like circuits on here. So if you're looking for any specific circuit you want to try out, you can f- usually find a layout yeah. for it on here that you can do all by hand with, with strip board. You don't even need to have PCBs. You can carve the strip board out and build almost any of these effects. And the majority of them are verified and actually work. See, now that that's really cool. I have never heard of that, but it is in my browser at the moment and being put as to bookmark. Yep. And if you ever need uh, any help with anything, if you really want to build pedals, I'll help you the whole way through. I, I tell everyone that. Like, anybody who wants to build, hit me up, and I will teach you all the tricks. I will show you where to buy stuff from. I will give you every link I have, every resource, because I'm a, I'm a fan of this, like, do-it-yourself part of this industry growing, where people can, don't have to, like, be dependent on, you know, buying just off-the-shelf stuff. Like, make your own cool, unique stuff. I'm a huge proponent for that. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm sure there's probably Reddit pages and stuff, oh, yeah. and I haven't gotten that far into it where people are like, oh, hey, you know, if you change out the R7 tra- yep. uh, resistor to uh, 150K, then it's going to make it sound so much more like a Silicon 1984 fuzz. Yeah. <laughs> nah, like, I, I've, you know, I've looked I, at a, like, I mean, I've checked so, out. Sorry, people, I'm talking dork stuff. <laughs> I've checked out, like, had it been, like, every type of resource there is online. This is the, like, definitive best resource for someone who wants to learn how to build. Um, tagboardeffects.blogspot.com. I don't know them. I don't get paid by them. They did no sponsorship. I just, it's an amazing website that'll teach you how to build pedals and give you layouts so you can do them yourself. <laughs> yeah. And from the looks of it, um, they've got, if you go to the one, the tab that says site, map, thousand. the type site map tab, and you hit the little on once it loads up on the left hand side of that tab, um, I think it says name. I'm just waiting, or post title. If you hit post title, it puts them in alphabetical order, and you can see every pedal that's on there in one shot. Um, okay. And they're alphabetical by the brand and then by the circuit. Um, and that's all I can tell you. You look on there, you can find all the the, the layouts you want and build them yourself. <laughs> and the offboard is almost yeah. is ninety percent of the time exactly the same for every pedal, unless it's like buffered or something, and then it'll have a weird offboard. But other than that. The, the off-board right. is, the, the true bypass is always the same, every single pedal. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, I, I looked at the, the initial, uh, when you go to tagboardeffects.blogspot.com, if you look at the right-hand side, it's got the blog archive, yeah. and they've got at least a 1,000 blogs oh, yeah, cause it tells you, each, you can go each back one. and check out, too. Yeah. I said there's like, I said there's probably like 1,000 pedals on here you can build. Um, the off-board tab will show you exactly how to wire um, you know, your foot switch. And then, you know, basically where it says input output nine volt and ground, those are the connections from the foot switch and the jack to the board. Everything else is going to be on the board is going to okay. tell you what it is. So if it says like volume one, two, and three, those are on the pot, the, the, the three legs, one, two, and three. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's okay. so it, it, I mean, it makes it so much easier once, you know, if you just read through this, it, it explains it all too. Like it literally like writes it out for you like beautifully. Um, but anybody who wants to build, I hundred percent recommend this for you and just message me. I'll help you with whatever I can. If it comes to like looking for sources or parts or anything, um, I don't know if you can see here, but this is just cabinets and cabinets of parts. And then down here is more and more parts and more like this whole office is full of parts. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, for, cause, cause we're doing just audio and people can't see, uh, he looks like the middle row at Radio Shack uh, <laughs> the year before I uh, ended up leaving there. Also, if you need uh, so, any National yeah. Geographics, this entire shelf is all National Geographics going back to 1941. Oh, my God. Is that what that yellow is behind yep. you? Good Lord. All the way on that side is 1941 is where it starts. Okay, yeah. I'm not that intense, man. Like, n- n- not with collecting. Yeah books i've got the uh i've got the uh the guitar world from the month i was born it's got uh robbie krieger from the doors on the cover uh and you know it's funny like i I don't know how bad national geographic has gotten over the years about adding ads yeah but 
you look at those early guitar worlds, like that one from 83, and there's like maybe five pages of ads in the well, whole thing. See, now the funny part is, like, wow, I actually enjoy the ads in the old ones more than anything else. Like the old, like 1940s and 50s and 60s, the car ads are amazing. Like they're all the coolest cars you'd ever want to see. And they're like advertised. Like it's like the Mercury Monterey, the man's car. <laughs> like hear that or it's about like cameras like buy the Kodak 70 and then you will remember life <laughs> or like trains and like boat like uh, boat steamers and like, like the advertisements are like the coolest fucking part I'm like I'm like I love this oh that's fucking great yeah oh, um man. and that entire so, top shelf um, is all Star Trek books on that top shelf yeah I know you're uh so um Joe hosts Marvels of the Cinematic Universe along with Doug and Eric Pabone, but he is also one of the hosts, co-hosts of Just Surprise Me. And if you become a Patreon of Just Surprise Me, there's a uh, group chat that is not safe for work, no. but it's fun. Everybody becomes friends. Um, he posted in that group chat uh, maybe last week, about a haul that he had gotten of Star Wars books. Star Wars, from, no, no, no. Or, sorry, Star Thank Trek. Thank you. Sorry. If I had gotten Star, Star Wars books, I'd be crying somewhere because they're terrible. Hey, go ahead and handle <laughs> me now. I don't care what anybody says. No, Star Trek is the superior franchise. I, I think it might have been Andy that's got the Star Wars books. But, no, uh, it is. I, no, I, just, he, I just love fighting uh, Joe, Star Wars people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's like. Yeah, hey, where was the first interracial kiss? Yeah. yeah, not Star Wars. It's like, oh, that's cute. You have nine movies. How about you have, like, you know, ten different series with seven seasons each, and each one of them has, like, 25 episodes, and then you still have 14 or 15 movies. Nice. <laughs> yeah, your Star, your Star Wars is cute. What's that, a Mandalorian? Is he taking his little baby brother around? Oh, I got a ship that can travel across the mycelial network and just instantly appear anywhere. Discovery is the superior series. Sorry, I can get on this tangent all night. You know, but but can it do the parsec or can it do the Kessel Run in thirteen parsecs? Yeah, like it can instantly appear. It know. can instantly travel from anywhere, anywhere, like anywhere at all, like in like two seconds. Like it can just magically appear somewhere else because it, it travels through the tardigrade mycelial spore network. Beam me up, Scotty. Yeah, there you go. So, anyways, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, a nerd. You, uh, uh, you you had posted that like you went to some thrift shop and ended up with a cart mm -hmm. full of those things for like twenty bucks or something. For like a hundred and sixty hey, bucks. You know, thank you, Goodwill or whatever is your. Uh, that one was Salvation Army that day. Okay, yeah, Salvation Army's got better prices anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'll go to any of them. But, so, but I just happened on that day and I looked up and I was like, Star Trek. And I was like, wait, wait, what's going on here? <laughs> and like, literally, I filled a shopping cart full of books. You're, you're like, somebody passed away and their family didn't want to take care of uh, yeah. doing an estate sale. All right. I'm also just a massive so, fan uh, of sci-fi in general. So, like, I read a lot of sci-fi okay. stuff. Then, um, well, that's not, I mean, it's not reading, but are you a fan of Donnie Darko? Oh, of course. Um, now, I first saw that movie, I was staying at a friend's house in... Uh, in California in 2003 and he was still in school. So I had like the first part of the day to just kill until he got done with school. And he was also, uh, practicing for like the spring play. Yeah. So like wake up at 8 AM I've gotten until like five or 6 PM. And he had, uh, he was in orange County, but like not close enough to the beach for me to walk. He was in uh, Westminster, which is outside of Santa Ana. And uh, anyways, he had like a handful of movies and it was uh, the movie Pie from. Uh, oh, God, who's that? Darren Aronofsky, I think. Uh, P.I. Yeah. You know, like the, mm -hmm. the number of Pi. Uh, and then one four bunch of digits. <laughs> Three three point one four one five two nine. Go ahead after yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> Got me beat. <laughs> or I love it. Three. 
you could just go 3.1416 cuz there's a uh, there's a band from up here called Caviar and you might have heard them on um on the Charlie's Angels soundtrack okay. from like the original Charlie's Angels they did that song called Tangerine Speedo. Oh, nice. But they had uh they had another song uh, I forget the name of it at the moment, but uh, one of the lines was, she's American is 3.1416. That's cool. And it's like, okay, like, hey, you got me more numbers than I had before. But yeah, anyway, so there was Pi, Donnie Darko, and then it was like Bat Thumb and Thumbtanic. <laughs> nice. If you know the thumb movies. Yeah, yeah. What about Idle so, Hands, the MTV uh, movie? Oh, Idle Hands is freaking great. Isn't it? Um, I was just talking to a buddy uh, the other day. He got an autograph from... Um, uh, God, I forget dude's name. It sucks because he was on Fat Mike's Fat Mike the, uh, a few weeks ago. Um, the guy that played Roach in uh, oh. People Under the Stairs, and he was also in Twister. Yep. Uh, he was the Aaron Burr guy in the Got Milk commercials back in the day. I can't remember his name. Um, yeah, I don't know I who can't exactly remember his you're name talking either, about. But uh Yeah, you, you it's like you yeah. can picture him, but he's one of those people. Um so uh he ended up uh getting an autograph of him uh from the Idle Hands movie. Uh Sean Whalen That's is his it, name. Whalen, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he got a picture from the Idle Hands movie, and I'm like, oh, dude, that's totally cool. But if I was going to meet him and get an autograph, it would have to be a People Under the Stairs picture. That would be pretty, pre- that would be pretty I'm cool. A whore. I- um, and just to go back to Donnie Darko for a second, we did that on Masters of the Cinematic Universe, and I literally spent 40 minutes of that episode talking about the Smurfette scene. <laughs> I almost did that at our MOTCU live show. That was one of the clips I was going to select the Donnie Darko Smurf at Gangbang. Oh, gosh. That, you know what? That's one of the funniest scenes in that movie. It's hilarious. I mean, of, you know, I mean, there, there's some fucked up shit in that movie, but then there's also like the, the uh, time travel theory of relativity yeah. and like that type of stuff to get into uh, alternate universes, parallel universes. Yep. Um, that's, that's one of those ones. Like if you really get into it, you can go off for a oh, while. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's crazy. And you know, if you don't get into it, I seriously doubt your commitment to sparkle motion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So I saw that movie and I'm like, I hate this lady. <laughs> I want, I, I want to see her die. And like, apparently it hadn't clicked in my brain. I ended up going back and watching Child's Play 2 and Chucky beats her to death with a yardstick. And I'm like, she freaking got it. <laughs> she got it. Um, she's been in a so, lot of fucking movies. Um, oh, I'm yeah. thinking she was in, um, ah, my mind just went blank here. Um, the uh, It's a bowling movie, Kingpin. I'm pretty sure that was her. Oh, was she in Kingpin? Yeah, I think she was the lady that was like the one trying to hit on him and stuff. I know she was in No Country for Old Men. I feel like she was in Kingpin. I feel like she was the old, like, nasty, like, like landlord lady. But I could be wrong. Let's see. I'm trying to pull up her. Uh, yeah, I'm pulling up her IMDb, IMDb right, right now. now. But for some reason, I think that was her. But maybe I'm wrong. Um, but I know she was in No Country for Old Men. She was the mom in that. That She's like, shut up, mom. But uh, she has been in quite a few things. So. Oh, holy cow. 236 actress. Yeah. Uh, parts. No country. Little Miss Sunshine. She was in speed. Yep. She's, she's, yeah, been she's been in a lot of stuff, a but yeah, but it was, I was really glad after watching Donnie Darko and then going back and watching child's play Two and seeing her get beat to death with the yardstick. That was great. She was also in an episode um, of De- so Dexter. I... So she might've got killed in that. Oh, I don't remember that. I wonder if it's one of the newer episodes or if it's one of the older ones. Oh, she was ones. also in 11 episodes of King of the Hill, which I should probably know since I also do a King of the Hill podcast. Oh, yes. Let's mention that. Uh, the Texas State Boggle Champions. Yeah, with Tony DeGraw of the podcast. Signal Bat. Yeah. And to- 
Tony DeGraw, the Signal Path podcast is great, and he should be on here sometime eventually. Nice. Yeah, Tony's Tony's just, just like a legitimately like good dude. I don't know how he does like has the time to do all the stuff he does. Like that dude is like hustling twenty four seven. Um. Oh crap! I'm sorry. I I don't want to break away from Tony. But Beth Grant was on an episode of BJ and the Bear. <laughs> yes. I don't see Kingpin, so I'm probably wrong about that one. Um, so, um, anyways, yeah, Tony, Tony's a great dude. Uh, go check out the Signal Path podcast. Um, he He's still, you know, just getting started. I think he's around 9, 10 episodes at the moment. And uh, the last one was really interesting. And there's also a Facebook group to go along with the Signal Path podcast. And, you know, it's fun. You know, not only is it people talking about instruments and playing and all that stuff, but uh, he he does things like um, every month there's a challenge. This mm-hmm. month's challenge is what is the worst guitar tone that you can get? So I kind of told him I was going to plug into my distortion board which is just distortion pedals that and it picks up uh it picks up radio stations then i said that i would plug into a synthesizer pedal i have and then go into a zoom 505 uh with with one of my uh crybaby was cocked so it it just stays in some nasty sound i actually have to do it but tony's just like an interesting Um, i don't know how he comes up with this shit you know you know, he is from South Carolina. <laughs> Just busting balls. So don't kill me. Uh, that's my purse. I don't know you. I'm from the Carolinas. <laughs> I, I went from I went from one line to the other line. I've been making him so mad with that. Will started that whole thing. Will Lahew from Just Surprise Me started that whole thing. Oh, but uh Oh the the, that's not my purse. That's my purse. I don't that's know my purse. you. I don't know you. <laughs> yeah, there, there we go. God, I fucked it up. How did I screw that up? I don't up? know, but my, my, um, my three-year-old son's been running around my house screaming that for like three weeks now. <laughs> that's I've never been more great. proud. So, um, I know we've only got a few minutes left, and the, uh, the one question I actually wanted to get into with you was, um, what ended up made you podcast? Uh, well, I was building a pedal for Will Lehu, um, of hashtag Lehuing back in the day. I don't remember if you remember that thing or not, but uh, apparently Will had a whole I do thing. not. I don't remember what it was, but I can probably look it up, but I'm lazy. Um, I think it was something about bringing the pedal in from the side or the bottom or some stupid thing like that. Uh, but anyways, um, he had, uh, asked me for one of my Wells delays and I said, well, how do you want it? And he goes, I don't know. Just surprise me. And I said, you know, that's a really cool, like, podcast name. <laughs> and then uh, he's like, yeah, it kind of is. And I was like, we should start a podcast. And then, like, we're like, yeah, we should do that. And then, like, five months passed by of us kept saying, like, we should do this. And uh, we had met RJ from Teletalks. And then we're like, hey, do you want to do a podcast with us? And then we started Just Surprise Me, the three of us. Um, then. Okay. And when was that? Had it been around three years ago. A little over three years ago. Okay. So. So before the pandemic started. Yeah, yeah. It was 2019 when we started it. Okay. Um, yeah, we weren't, we're not COVID podcast babies. <laughs> you know, we, uh, we're, we're fucking like Gen X podcasters. We're not COVID. We're not podcast millennials. <laughs> nice. But, uh, nope, well, that's me. RJ's a podcast millennial, but, uh, we don't talk about him no more because, uh, he, uh, he, he decided to, uh, branch off and he's not RJ anymore. Now he's RJ and he does stream talk repeat, which is a great podcast about, uh, pop culture stuff. Um, but Doug joined the show after he guest hosted a bunch of times. We're like, dude, just become a permanent host. We're like on here like every week anyways. Um, right. So Doug. And, and who was that? That was, that, that was Doug Christ. Yeah. Doug Christ. No relation. Yeah, the one, the one who's like, you know, his brother is really, really well known. His younger brother too, by the way, you know, Doug's way older. Yeah. Yeah. I think his second birthday is this weekend. Yeah, it is. Fuck you, Doug. <laughs> I don't know if you heard it, but I hit the fuck you, Doug again. <laughs> Oh, I figured. Uh, so, so uh, but uh, yeah. So, 
you you do those two. Do you do any? Oh, you do the Marvels. You do just surprise me. Do you, well, was, you do any other ones well, too? The the one we do Marvels on is just a series from that podcast. Um, I met Eric Pabone, who's who was I met him through another podcast we both are members of, like their group called A Mediocre Time with Tom and Dan. He's their official artist for their show, and he had posted something. So okay. I asked him to do a logo for Just Surprise Me. Then I met him down in Orlando. He's a cool-ass dude. And we're like, fuck, we should start a podcast about movies. And then we're like, well, let's get Doug, too. So, like, like the three of us did it, and we call that the Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Um, now, we are doing a series on the Marvel's movies. that we. It's part of our Masters class series, which the full episodes, we do full, long, like, three, four-hour-long movie reviews. But the Marvel ones, we try to keep them all to one hour each. <laughs> like, we're like, one hour, one hour, one hour, be done with these. Um, which we're actually, I'm getting ready to record... Guardians of the Galaxy and Winter Soldier tonight with him um, as soon as we get done with this. Um, that's that's our plan for tonight, the next two Masterclass movies. Um, and then... Uh, then once... So, if, if I if I may inject, just, just some... I, and I'm sure you guys are going to talk about it, is the soundtrack to Guardians is, so is amazing. It's so good. Like, I, I love that I didn't have to go out and buy a whole Redbone album yeah. just to get Come and Get Your Love. It's so good. I mean, like, so, it's, yeah. it's, it's one of those, like, great... That's I think that's, like, when Marvel decided, like, let's start putting good songs in our movies. Like, before that, you had, like, Iron Man had some ACDC, and that was pretty much it. Like, the other movies didn't really have... Oh, Black, Black Sabbath, of course. Yeah, that's right. I was thinking... But he also did ACDC and Black Sabbath. And then um, in uh, Captain America, he probably had some, like, 1940s band we'd never heard of, or 1920s band, wherever the fuck he came from. Um... But then, like, after after Guardians, they're like, okay, we need to start putting music in these movies. And then, like, Thor started, like, Led Zeppelin. And, like, you know, just, we just be, the movies just became fun from that point on. Like, that's, like, when the movies, like, took this, like, massive turn from, like, being, like, these, like, action movies that were Marvel-based into these, like, crazy ridiculous movies. Um, so we'll probably get into that tonight, too, when we get to that, that, that movie um, when we're recording that one. Uh, but no, nah, man, it, it's fun. Um, eventually, RJ did decide to leave to do his own podcast, and Andrew Walsh uh, took his place. He's also from the, the Second Button podcast that he does with Brian Gower from the Tone Jerks. Um, and, and he does East the, Coast uh, DNA. East Coast. With yep. his brother, Darcy Walsh. And they, uh, they talk to a bunch of Cana- local Canadian bands, which is, that's a, cool, that's a cool podcast. It's not like anything else I've heard. Um, um, I haven't listened to it yet, but I, uh, it's, it's in my subscribed and I need to get to it. It's weird. So I, I, they sound exactly the same. Oh yeah. That's going to be difficult because they're both, they're brothers (laughs) and they're both Canadian. So like to my uncouth American ears, like every Canadian sounds the same to start with. So like when you get two Canadians that are also related, um, you know, the only way, the only Canadians I can tell that are different are the ones in Letterkenny, which is a fantastic show. If you've not watched that. Oh, I love Letterkenny. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair. Oh, in LA. So, okay, so to uh, to ask the last question I wanted to ask you is, is there any movies coming up that you're really looking forward to? Oh, uh, I don't even know what movies are coming up. <clears throat> Probably Beer Fest. I'm looking forward to that one for sure. Oh, you mean movies coming Beer Fest? You mean movies? No, yeah, no, mov- um, movies that are coming out I, I in 2022. I thought you meant like towards the Masters podcast. I got you. Okay. Beer Fest is one I'm looking forward to doing on Masters, but looking forward to, of course, I'm looking forward to the Marvel movies. I mean, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is going to be badass. Thor Love and Thor- Thunder is going to be badass. Um, I haven't really looked into any other movies that are coming out just because, I don't know, I've been like on a TV binge lately. Uh, but what, what's coming out this year that looks good? Tell me something that I should watch. Um... Well, something it might end up working because I know you've got like 25 kids is uh, there's the what is supposed to be the end of the Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, that's right. The new Jurassic uh, World homecoming. (laughs) I don't know what the hell it's called. No way home. (laughs) Yeah. And they, you know, they they mix the, you know, Jeff Goldblum and the other. Jeff Goldblum has sex with a raptor. Yeah, I bet. You know, and, and he probably is, like, his shirt's yeah, yeah. open. There's, and, there's a raptor um, with, like, curly black hair with its shirt open, and it's, like, chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to yeah, have so Eric the, Pabon so make that, that now. That's my new art for Eric to make. <laughs> oh, good Lord. That's fucking great. So, yeah, there's that one I'm looking forward to. Um, 
I'm a big Bob's Burgers fan. Oh, yeah, I so, saw that uh, Memorial Day, Bob's Burgers coming yeah. out. I must have ate Sean There's Benjamin, uh, man, in general. Yeah, he's fun. <clears throat> Uh, there, there's a remake of Stephen King's Firestarter coming okay. out, so you're not going to have Drew Barrymore anymore, but you, but you do get Zac Efron, so it's a fair that trade-off. Could be fun. And then uh, later on in the year, since I'm a big horror fan, uh, Halloween Ends is coming out. Ah, okay. And I'm kind of interested to see how David Gordon Green and uh, Danny McBride end up doing the end of the new trilogy. So wait, Danny McBride's in it? No, Danny McBride is one of the writers slash producers. Uh, I mean, maybe, but I don't know. I want to. Once you told me he was in it, I got excited. I was like, "Ooh, Danny McBride, big ass titties." Uh, he he's <laughs> he he's worked on 2018 Halloween Kills, and then he's working on Halloween Ends too. My, my so favorite he, him and David Gordon. My favorite Danny McBride horror movie is This Is the End. <laughs> that one's hilarious. Dropping loads all over this place. <laughs> I'll drop a load right here, right now. <laughs> um, I love him in Pineapple Express, oh, especially yeah. when Craig Robinson ends up getting hit by his Daewoo. <laughs> and he's like, you just got killed by a Daewoo Lana's biatch. <laughs> uh, or Tropic Thunder, of course. So, I'm going to blow this bitch up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the big ass titties. He just came out of nowhere, yeah, man. Yeah, he came out he swinging, He came out of nowhere. And- Been the fucking eastbound and down, vice principles, the righteous gemstones. Like, you know, just he's just... Yeah. He's so good at what he does. Like, I mean, that's I mean, his first thing was Foot Fist Way, which is also a great movie if you've never seen that one. It's just where he runs like a karate yep. dojo. Okay. It's real. It's really cheap. Like, it's, it feels like a Napoleon Dynamite type feel, but like with Danny McBride running like... um. An all-American, like it's the it's the typical strip mall karate dojo with like the American flags and stuff on the wall. Good lord! It's called the Foot That's Fist perfect. Way. Perfect. I'll have to I'll have to look that up. Maybe I can find it streaming or oh, something. I'm sure. But if not, I'll Google I know, Drive it to you. Um, <laughs> if not, you'll you'll Google it for I'll me. I'll Google Drive it to you. Uh, that works. So, um. Yeah, you, I I know we're we're already pushing over the Marvels time, and you know I I don't need Doug to fall asleep on you. So, um, is there anything that you have to um, to plug that we haven't plugged already? Uh, not really. I mean, just surprise me. Masters of the Cinematic Universe, Texas State Boggle Champs, like my pedals. Um, I can't think of anything else really. Uh, you know, if you want to hang out, I'm in Florida. Hit me up. If you're in Florida, I'm in Florida. Let's party. We don't have restrictions here. I like the party time. <laughs> There's no such thing as restrictions nice. in Florida. People, I, I always laugh when they're like, oh, we just got our restaurants open back up. I'm like, when did they, when did they close? I'm like, it didn't close. Here. Nothing closed here. We've been open the entire fucking time. No masks, just free balling. Oh, good Lord. It's it's funny how, how that, you know, works because... Like I'm being this close to Chicago, their shows coming to Chicago, and I'm like, man, I'd really like to go see Manchester Orchestra, but yeah. you know, I don't know if the mayor is going to end up closing down the city yeah. again. So I don't want to buy a ticket and then have to try and sell it at the last. Let's minute. put it this way: Disney opened three months after the, the pandemic started. Disney was open again with people coming in. I was at Disney like a couple months ago. Forty thousand people in the park. I'm like, no mass. It's just. People, as far as the eyes can see, everyone's fine. We're good. Like, you don't got to close shit down anymore. We're yeah. done. We're done with closing shit down. <laughs> Let's leave it open. <laughs> well, well, you know, I mean, not to get not to get too political on this whole thing. Uh, but Russia invaded Ukraine. So so COVID. Stopped. Exactly. That's that's how it works. I've heard yeah. that. Um, that, that. The McRib came back. So it stopped. You know, like. <laughs> nice. Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, so it stopped. I mean, that's what it, this is a fucking meme. Need something else to to, to pump up. Yeah, you, uh, yeah. You just need some other meme to hit. Yeah, this, the next so, meme hits. Well, we're was, gone. Like you know, I'm just waiting to see what the next meme is. So Will Will Smith can go back to making shitty movies. <laughs> oh gosh, I'll, I'll message you. I think I saw somebody post something about Will and how this is going to affect the. Uh, the movie community slash the black movie community and 
if I can find that, I'll send it to you on the Facebook. But it's been nice talking to you, Joe. Yeah. You get to get to the rest of your night. Yeah, man, I had a lot of fun. Um, so anytime you need someone to talk to, I'm game because I'm I'm a loser. I don't have any life. <laughs> I just sit here and make podcasts. Well, I appreciate it. And for Joe O'Rourke, this is John, and you've been listening to Staging a Podcast. Thanks. We're out.